Welcome to Chat with Sunlight, a homeschool podcast. I invite you to grab your coffee or tea and take a few moments to join us as we explore Sunlight, the curriculum, those who work behind the scenes, and the families that use it. So join us today. Hi, welcome to Chat with Sunlight, and I am here with Amy Parsley. I've invited her today to help talk about her journey with Sunlight, what she does with Sunlight, and her kids and some of the phenomenal things that I personally think that her kids do. Amy? Hello. Good to see you, Jonna. Tell us about <laughs> how long have you used Sunlight and Forever. how many kids do you have? Forever. <laughs> Forever. I have three kiddos. My oldest is going into her senior year. <laughs> um, and then I have a sophomore and then a seventh grader. So I have two girls and the youngest is a boy. And we started with sunlight from preschool with that one that's headed into her senior year. So one of the sunlight curriculum uh, consultants or whatever she was called at the time was, um, uh, her name was Sandy and she and I went to church together and I had a friend that was using preschool and had gotten it from Sandy and she invited me to come over and just look at her preschool and told me that I needed to start using it. So I went and I looked at her preschool and I completely agree. Um, it was fantastic and like nothing I'd seen before and in terms of, of just the idea of even teaching my kids with books like that. And so I I snapped that up and ordered me some preschool and have not looked back. So, so Amy, besides being a sunlight mom, is there anything else that you do with sunlight? Let's <laughs> so give a little I, content for the... Yeah. So I am a sunlight curriculum consultant. So I go to conventions and work the booth for sunlight there. And on occasion have been known to work as an advisor as well. So I'll step in at times and um, answer phone calls from customers that are needing um, something from a mom who's used sunlight and can help out in that way. So which we've talked to an advisor before we talked about how they are all sunlight moms that have used it. They're not somebody that sunlight just pulled off the street that's never used it. They are in the having been in the trenches using sunlight and they know all the woes and they've been there before. Um, so Amy, one of the things I've invited you to talk about is your kid. Um, so tell me, what is your talk to you? Senior, a sophomore, and seventh grader. And I know you've told me that you are, because some people would be interested, you're involved in a co-op that happens to also use sunlight for some of their classes, correct? We are. So once my, it starts in seventh grade and they do um, use sunlight materials for the literature and the history and um, apologia for science. So all those things that as you hit the high school levels, especially that um that sunlight does and so my kiddos have taken some classes there to get those those under their belt so until seventh grade though they were completely at home um and and we were doing sunlight so that was my next question because I went to a co-op and my, or my kids attended a co-op that was from nursery through 12th grade so you you're answering my question Yes, we were home. 12th grade and then you were home. So I also invited you because your girls, if I remember correctly, do speech and debate. Can you tell me which organization they're involved in and how did they get peeked into that? Or why is that important to even think about doing? Sure. All right. You tell me if I miss and don't hit on one of those. But um, so... A couple of years ago, so I think my child, my oldest freshman year, she told me that she wanted to do debate and her, my husband had done debate in high school. So that was kind of where that interest stemmed from. And uh, so I started to look into it. I had 
um, and the Lord is good and, and had a friend mention that they were starting debate that year. And so I, this was a friend from church. I asked her about it. She invited me to come to one of their tournaments and the organization that um, they were part of is NCFCA, which is the National Christian Forensics and Communications Association, but Christian Speech and Debate. Okay. And there are other organizations. DOA is also a homeschool Christian speech and debate organization. And then there are a few others. Those are the two that I know the most about. And NCFCA is the one that, that we ended up in because we had this friend that was um, a part of it. We went to a tournament. We watched them um, debate, watched a few speeches. My my ninth grader came out of there saying, I want to do this. There, This is so much fun. I want to hang out with the smart people, is what she said. So um, so we did get signed up with a local club. Is There's you know different local organizations that people meet together and practice um, those those skills and learn more about them. And it kind of depends. Some of the some of those groups are really small, just have a few families. Some are just getting started out. And then some have been around for a while and have a lot of um, organization and lots of people involved. And so lots of opportunities for practice. So our club happens to be quite large. And um, so we got started her, for her 10th grade year. And um, my eighth grader was also a part of it. She just did speech. She didn't do the debate piece. But my oldest did debate and my youngest, they have a junior's program and some of the groups if they're large enough, which is really fun because it starts to get them down the path of learning what it's like. But um, I was worried my kids had not really had a lot of opportunities for public speaking beyond church, which they had done some things in church and part of our choir program and whatnot where they'd spoken before. But um, we had done sunlight and they had practiced, you know, giving their verses and the other pieces of that. And um, they have always had to read aloud and have always been read aloud too. And um, they took to it like ducks to water. So um, it, it really was a very a complimentary piece to what we already have been doing at home and then continue to do because we're still doing it all, but have added that in. Um, and they've just, I feel like that their, their background in world history and world events and things like that. And their, um, you know, just knowledge of the geography of the world and whatnot has all played into them doing well in, in something like debate that at times they're looking at international um, laws and international events and whatnot. So uh, it's been a real natural transition from what we've done. And I would, and really just an addition to what we already do. So did I answer all the things? I think, think so. My kids <laughs> did NCFCA back in the day, which long before. So he remember, I mean, the oldest child did the oldest. Yeah. Um, my always was worried and maybe you can like appease other moms that might be worried of this. My children like to argue and I always worried <laughs> about them doing debate that they would just know how to out argue. <laughs> no, it, you know, if the focus with NCFCA is really about gracious communication. And so this is about them learning how to Yes, they can argue their side. Argue is probably not the best word, but they can, but they're defend learning their point. Yes. Of view. Yes. Defend their point of view. I love it. That's the best way to say it. But with, with learning to do it graciously, you know, they're having, so when they go to a tournament and they're debating against someone else, usually they're a part of a team in their first times of starting out. Usually they're going to do team policy if they're doing debate and it's going to be two of them. So they have to learn to work with a partner that they're having to learn how to how to deal with somebody that isn't from their family, <laughs> which can be a 
great thing to learn. And especially if they you know differ on approach or something, they've got to kind of figure out how to get in line and figure out how the two of them can work together um, to to defend their side, argue their side. But they are, there are judges and they're being judged. Many are parents, but some are from the community. They're learning how to speak in front of someone and and counter arguments and they um, are doing cross-examination and whatnot. But the way that they speak to each other is a huge piece of it. Yes, they need to have the intellectual, you know, they're learning all the intellectual aspects of it, but it is that, can you talk to, yes, can you talk to somebody in a gracious and kind way and disagree with them? And um, so if anything, it's actually helped that. Because sometimes I'm like, no, you would not speak to somebody like that if you were in debate. (laughs) So how would you say that if we were, if you were in the middle of of a debate, because they, yeah, at times I think they're actually, you know, they're not, they're a lot nicer to the strangers than they are sometimes to their family, but they've learned, we know that they know the skills. So you can hold them to that. We tend to react on how well we know somebody. And sometimes we, you're right. We lose that graciousness, the deeper and better we know somebody because we already expect that forgiveness before we ever get into there into that discussion um so tell me so you bring in judges which is great but they're not out of your not always are they in your team or your club and i'm assuming they practice with judges within the club beforehand they do Mm -hmm. has is it been difficult sometimes getting some of the outsider judges giving their opinions like for the kids it's hard to hear them sometimes it is now i will say most of the time, most judges are pretty gracious and figure out ways to say things constructively. There are always occasions, but it is a fantastic opportunity to teach them, hey, people think differently. People think lots of different ways. And how are you going to incorporate that advice or dismiss that advice or comment um, when you get it? Is this something that you need to consider because maybe that is something you need to work on. And even if it's hard, you need to work on it. Or is it something that really was inappropriate? Maybe even not, not inappropriate and just maybe harsh for the age. Sometimes that's probably what I would say is you get a, a baby seventh grader that's getting judged by, you know, someone and they're being, they maybe have gone right after somebody who's in 12th grade and the expectations are different and not everybody always knows that. It's a rare thing that happens, but it's an opportunity to teach our, to teach the kids, where does your, where does your self-worth come from? What do you think about if somebody tells you something that you, it it wasn't fair to hear or um, how there are times when you need to dismiss that criticism. And that's just a good life lesson, in my opinion, because we all, you know, take criticism too harshly at times and sometimes don't consider it enough. And so it's a good, just lots of opportunity for discussing that. So, so talking about life lessons, is there, do you feel in the, so you've been doing it really three years. This is, we'll be starting our third year. Third year. Yeah. yeah. So you visited ninth grade, 10th and 11th, now in your 12th grade. And yeah. I have a couple things coming on that, but is there Speaking of life lessons, are there things that you feel like your kids have learned that individually that has made them even better as individuals going forward that you can see already like your oldest, she's going to go off to college that you feel that she'll be able to incorporate into her future self? Absolutely. So speaking of her in particular, um, she's a analytical, straightforward, tell it like it is kind of gal. And she's like her mama. <laughs> well, <laughs> with 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 fewer smiles, maybe I'll say. <laughs> but she's learned. Um, 
you know, she just the presentation of herself and, um, you know, we are not to be of the world, but we are in it and we want to be able to engage with it in ways that are not off-putting and that invite conversation and ultimately with a hope toward sharing the gospel with anybody that you might encounter if the Lord allows that. So, you know, the dry humor, the <laughs> the straightforward demeanor is amazing, but not everybody responds to that. So I think kind of being exposed to a really broad range of, of different type personality types and whatnot, and, and seeing the kind of feedback that one gets from those and um, interacting with more personality types than, you know, what we readily had prior to that. I mean, she's softer. She's um, learned just better eye contact, better, you know, just give them a, <laughs> you know, um, and even sometimes in a learning to adjust, even how intellectually you talk to somebody, if that makes sense. But our kids as homeschoolers, we want them to be able to talk to, you know, anywhere from a you know first a two-year-old to, to the elderly. And, and this is adds to that of, um, some people have a different education. Some people have just a different focus or bent. Right. And I think learning some adjustments to some of those has been the thing that I've seen the most. Apologetics is also a part of NCFCA. It's a, a one of the speech categories and she's participated in that. All my kids have participated in that. And um, that too, answering questions about your faith. I mean, she's, she's continued to build off of what she learned in sunlight um, from scripture memory and continue that. Um, but really tying those things directly to, to questions about our faith that, that the public might ask. Um, so she, learning how to do that has been an amazing, amazing thing for her. So this past year, I know that you guys were more involved this past year, I think, in different debate competitions. Can you tell us kind of how, obviously, you have a club, they practice debating with each other. How does that work? Because I know that there's more to it. There's clubs all around the country. There are. So kind of the structure of how it works. So we practice in the fall with our um our debate and speech club they're working on their speeches writing them and then trying them out with parent judges just within our club so other moms um or dads on occasion but that are in our club and building you know shifting and changing tweaking those things in a way that works for them and then debate they're practicing that as well debating against other debaters in our club and then in the springtime but really you know january so there, there starts to be a tournament. There are both in-person tournaments and online tournaments. So online tournaments are typically some piece of the nation or nationwide. And then the in-person tournaments are our region. And there are right now, oh, I'm going to get, uh, I check myself, but we're region 12. Um, no, we're region 11, but there is a region 12. Um <laughs> And so there are different regions. They they shift at times. Sometimes one splits into two. So that's why it's hard for me to know. But you get together with your region and have an in-person tournament. And so that would be a grouping of clubs. Our particular region, I'm in Texas. We're the northern part of Texas and Oklahoma. So it depends on where you live as to who you compete with for that time. But then you compete with your region for the for several months, depending on how many, how many of those you go to. And if you um, make it to the regional tournament, there's a regional tournament. And if you, if your student does well enough at that, then they would go on to the nationals tournament. So both of my girls two years in, um, both of them made it to regionals in all of their events. And then, uh, or 
I think if my memory served, but, um, and then, uh, both of them made it to nationals in a couple of events. So we were able to go to the national tournament this year. It was in Minnesota. I think next year it's in South Carolina, but been a fun opportunity for a little bit of travel, um, to get to explore some of those things and meet people across the country that do the same. So next year, if they go national, you get to go to South Carolina and maybe a beach. And come visit you in Alabama, maybe. But <laughs> You go right ahead. I would love it. I would love it. Um, side note, we just missed each other in Minnesota this year when you went up there. We did. I walked, yes, I was on my way in Iowa and out walks a couple of sunlight gals and you had just headed to the airport. That was crazy. Yeah, it was <laughs> sweet sighting. It was a sad morning. <laughs> <laughs> it was because I didn't see you. So what do you think? So you have senior this year sophomore what do you think the plans are for after high school uh well my oldest definitely wants to go to college um and and you know when you're asking about has it prepared her for that for certain I mean I think just the the idea of speaking on your feet and you know thinking on your feet um and and being able to answer questions pretty rapid fire or or just um have some stories in your pocket you know, to be right. able to answer questions. I think all of that has built her, made her ready for handling an interview process, for handling, you know, writing essays and whatnot, all the, obviously all the literature and work that she's done with Sunlight, but then, um, it, you know, especially for those interview type of things, I think she's really gotten ready for that. She definitely wants to go to college and has worked on that. One of the fun things about NCFCA is that most of the tournaments are at a college that supports Christian ideals. And um, so we've been exposed to some schools that we might not have been exposed to because of that and really have been introduced to places that it's fun now to consider um, the opportunities for going there because we know those are schools that have at least, um, you know, some some good Christian alignment with the same, those organizations. So, so but she hasn't decided she wants to be like a next president, first female. Oh, she daughter. most certainly wants to debate. So yeah. I will say that she wants to, she actually, um, would like to do something in English journalism, writing kind of thing, but she wants to debate. So she is looking, that's one of her first things as she lawyer? do it. Maybe a lawyer. I, I, I say it, but she's not ready to commit. We need to talk, need to introduce her to Amy Buckmeyer from HSLDA. Oh yes, that would yes. yes. So I, I and I have a sister-in-law who's a lawyer and who is, does the has done such great things with with um that degree and um I wouldn't trade her for anything because it is such a beautiful resource and she has a, such a heart for the Lord and the organizations that she works with and so yes, she has great examples of fantastic lawyers and people who've debated. So I keep working on her. Okay, it's always good to have a lawyer in the family. <laughs> It's nice. A lawyer and a doctor, right? You need somebody to ask questions of. That's the seventh grader. <laughs> the eighth grader. Yeah. Yeah. He's up and coming after he plays sport. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Amy, um, if you have a mom that was talking to you, so let's say you were talking to one of the future Sunlight moms and she's got a high schooler, an uprising high schooler, and she asked, is it really important to do the notes about presenting the verses or giving your current event report? What's your what's your reply to her? 100% it is. Those are, you're building the skills to be able to take that further if you think that your child want, you know, if you think that would be good for your child. I think in any case, we all have to, all have to be able to speak. We all have to be able to stand up in front of somebody and, and talk to them, be it in an interview later or um, just 
whatever the Lord calls us to, but I feel like in every case, you're in a better position if you're able to speak well in front of other people. So that's where my kids started. You know, they, they did not, they were presenting at home. We usually did it as whatever they needed to present that week. We were preparing it so that on Friday night, it could be presented to daddy. So in our case, that's what they did. They would on Friday night, each one of them present whatever it is that they needed, you know, that they'd learned for that week and that had been asked of us with sunlight materials to present. That's what they did. They presented it to daddy. So we just continued that. Um, and, and then when they went into NCFCA, it was really the same thing just for, you know, for a different adult, but they were ready to do that because of the things they'd done in sunlight. So absolutely. And whatever it looks like, if it's that they present online to their grandparents, or if it's just even to whoever's teaching it, mom or dad, that's teaching it, it, that's still even that is a great exercise. Stand up there, put your head up high, you know, keep your back. back, speak up so I can hear you. And uh, you know, if there, if you don't, if you don't get it the first time, that's no big deal. We can practice it. We can keep working that. It's just a skill and it's got to be built over time. So, I mean, you're right. Cause the last, um, you're right. Because down to the littlest of being able to look at a future employer in the eye and shake their hand when you go in to even accept a job at McDonald's or something versus yep. going in for a real life. Not that McDonald's is not a real life job, but <laughs> yes. a, a career building job. So yes. But a McDonald's job may be that you end up the manager because you could stand up and look them in the eye and engage with customers even. So I think in any case, I mean, from the truck driver to the to the president, you need to be able to speak, speak to people clearly and well, and ultimately with the goal that you have an opportunity to share the gospel with them at some point. If you, do, if you can't build those relationships well, you know, we, we live in a world that people communicate online. They, you know, they don't do as much face-to-face and they don't do as much presenting at times, but all of those forms of communication give us opportunity. So I think they're all important to we need to know how to be online. We need to know how to write. We need to know how to speak. So, but memory, people stick out in your memory when they're face to face and they're bold in saying hello. It is so good to meet you. Let right. me tell you something. And yep. you listen. I mean, but to the simplest of giving on Friday to daddy, we would send the kids to grandparents. My parents lived next door. So it's not like I sent them away. I just, they ran across the yard <laughs> and could present to grandparents yep. to our Bible study. You know, once yep. every other week before things would go, we were a bunch of homeschooling families. Kids yep. got to do their memory verses and stand up. So it was a great tool to get our kids used to it. Yeah, And I love that my kids did not compete as deeply as yours did. They are like, yeah, we just like <laughs> to argue. So I, I think any, I really think any level is, it's helpful. I, even if they're, you know, there's, there's different speech categories that are more, um, off the cuff, you know, somebody in an impromptu, which I think can be so helpful just for helping our brains to kind of get in that habit of having a story ready or, um, just quick processing at times is because some of us can be challenged in that way. And then a platform speech, you know, just the act of memorizing something that's 10 minutes long is, you know, (laughs) is a big deal. And then there's ones that are more focused on, um, acting out, right? But whichever of those that your child is drawn to do, you know, you can challenge them with one 
But whatever they're drawn to do can be great because they can, in any case, it's presenting and, and it's standing up in front of somebody and making eye contact. And so any of those things, there's lots of things that are available that can meet a lot of interest, but still give that experience. So, so even a little bit of involvement is really helpful. Duncan did a... I think he had one of those 10 minute speeches his junior year. And of course there was the judges in the back. They had the timer set for him. He had them laughing so hard that I think he went 20 minutes, (laughs) but it was about a chicken. I kept on coming back. We had given it away. He was acting it out, but you saying the, you know, the acting out one and he was so animated with it. And he, the judges were laughing so hard. It just egged him on to elaborate more. Uh That was a lesson. They still talk about um, the the effects of hydrogen dioxide and how it's everywhere Uh. (laughs) from a different speech somebody else gave. Yes. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of fun in it as well. So as serious as they are, definitely they're having a ball and they're learning things. And, you know, Duncan, who is the one that did the chicken speech, he's been out of high school for 10 years now. So, I mean, that was Mm. 11, 12 years ago, and we're still, we laugh about it to this point, but he'll stand up with the best of them and say whatever, you know. Well, and right there is a fantastic point. One of the things I love about NCFCA in particular, since that's the one that I have the experience, it's a family affair. You know, like I said, the first year I had one student that only did speech. I had one kid in juniors and then I had one that was doing debate and speech. There's just, there's a little bit of something for most kids. And so we've all been able to enjoy doing that together. My husband has come and judged, you know, he traveled with us to nationals. And so we both judged at nationals, which was, you know, great fun. So um, there's just, the whole family can be involved. I'm not saying it's for every single family. It, it, it may not be, but there are some tools just in terms of learning that I think are there that even if you don't do it for a long time, um, that even a short period of time in there can build a lot of skills. Well, Amy, thank you very much for joining me today. Uh, if you guys have questions you want to ask Amy, put them in the comments, send me an email at connections at sunlight.com. I will get them to Amy so she can answer or I'll answer them if I can answer them. So thank you for joining me today. Yeah, happy to be here. Always love to talk to you, Jonna. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. Do you have an idea for a podcast topic or do you want to chat with Sunlight on an upcoming episode? Email us at connections at sunlight.com.